The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Hope your Thursday's going well. Waddle is off today. He's, uh, I forget what, Tyler, do you remember where he is? It's another family celebration, isn't it? It's a friend's wedding. Oh, it's another friend's wedding? Mm -hmm. Wow. So it's another wedding. I thought it like it was another like uh, engagement thing or another like both families getting to know you thing. It's not that, huh? It's a little it's just old a, to have so many weddings to go to. Well, his second daughter, um, he's oh, not his kids of their friends. Kids of his friends. He said it's another it's a friend's wedding. No, I think it was like a family friend. A family friend. Okay. Well, you know, Angela now is engaged. And so right. so he, right. like, they're going through planning stage. And I thought, like, the two families were getting together. But maybe that could have been the last one. But look, he needed a break anyway. He's been exhausted. I've been worried for him. I don't worry about him for much. But he has been shaken to the core. He was looking forward to this. Um, he won't, like, admit it all the time. But he really is... He's he's quite bothered. He's quite hurt. He's quite emotional. I don't know if people realize the former Bears players on our staff, like Tommy, like Jason McKee, now doing sidelines. Um, like it, that that truly is family. That is family to them. And to see everything that has happened this week, and to hear your team mocked and made fun of. And everyone, I was calling around the league and people were going, what is going on there? Like, seriously, like if the Alan Williams thing wasn't enough, then it was it was Justin backtracking and going back. They're like, what is going on there? I said, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So for our guys, like, yeah, you're right. He needs a break. I was on with Greeny today and I joked with him. I said, Greeny, the first time I was on with you was when Jim Miller was um was suspended for four games for PED use. Remember when Jim Miller yes. got hot and he had a couple 400-yard games? Yes, and he didn't read the label right. or something. Yeah. And, he, and he got busted for PEDs. And I was on, it was my debut on Mike and Mike. And it was like in, it was the two, 99 season, I think it was the 2000 Super Bowl. February, the end of January of 2000 in Atlanta. And it was the first time I ever got invited. And the reason I was invited on the show was to talk about Jim Miller's suspension. And I joked with Greeny that the only times since then that have ever been invited on the Mike and Mike show, and now Greeny, is for bad Bears news. Meantime, a guy like Mike Reese up in New England is always on there talking about, like, Super Bowl championships and great New England Patriots stories. Not recently, but he would always be on. He's always on SportsCenter. Hey, the Patriots just did this. And, oh, Tom Brady just did that. And Gronk this. And everything that. And here's Sylvie with another Jay Cutler sucks story to talk about. Or uh, Greg Olson just got traded. And Mike Martz just got fired. And Lovey Smith just got fired. And let's bring in Sylvie. Um, and and so here I was again. I was on back-to-back weeks. and And I just thought that these days of... Being the laughing stock of of the football world, we're over. I played this earlier for those just getting oh, into their car. Even Sports Illustrated wrote this up. I it's, know. I just uh, did you see that on Twitter? Yeah, and if you if you Google Chicago Bears, 
it, it's embarrassing what what comes up now. This led off first take today. Let me tell you something right now. The Chicago Bears are trash. Let's just call it what it is. They're not a good organization. Okay? You really breaking it down. Look at me when I'm talking to you right now. He's doing his you little notes. There, you sit up there taking notes on the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Why don't you just call them the bad news bears? It's, it's, it's a damn shame they represent the city of Chicago. They stink. It's Stephen A. I mean, say what you want, but th- this is every national show. This is NFL Live. This is Get Up. This is all the shows talking about the Bears. On and on. This was supposed to be a building of the bridge to winning, to sustain success for the first time, really, since the the 80s. And now, I, I mean, are, I joked about it with the White Sox. Are they going to have to rebuild the rebuild? Are, are we going to be talking about drafting another quarterback? Are we going to be talking about hiring another new coach at the end of this year? It, I, I, like, I am at a... a at a complete loss because I didn't think we'd get here this quick. I'm used to going through this and doing this type of show, Peggy, but not this quick. Soon after Pace and and and, and Nagy left, and sure enough, here's Nagy and, and Mahomes looking across the sidelines at the Bears. Yeah, they're, and they're like, oh, wow. You know, Mahomes is probably saying, you know what, I'm not going to mock them on TV this time. I'm not going to count on my fingers how many picks were taken before me this time. They're going through a lot over there. Do you think they're, so? Do you oh, think they'll yeah. go? Oh, yeah. It will be oh, a, mer- yeah. a little mercy for us? But I, no, I don't think there will be mercy in terms of the score. I think they are going to want to totally run up the score. You do? Oh, absolutely. I think because Patrick Mahomes loves Matt Nagy, that he is going to do it for Matt Nagy. Now, will he actually make any kind of gesture or anything to the Bears' sideline or to the, you know, I don't know. But I think absolutely, absolutely knowing, well, going into this, think about this, Sylvie, going into this week, the whole, the, the, the whole storyline for the network, for Fox doing the game, what, is it Fox? Yes, CBS. Fox okay, is Fox. doing it, yep. Would be um, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Nagy, former Bears head coach. And, you know, the Bears had an opportunity to draft Patrick Mahomes. It was going to be all of that all over again. Now, what do you think they're going to be talking about? The mess at Hellas Hall. I know. Like, it's not even, and, and like, Bears fans are probably happy in one regard that it's not about the Mahomes story. But it's, again, like you'd rather have the Bears being good. It was supposed to be, hey, they got it wrong with Mahomes, but they got it right with Fields. Yeah. That was supposed to be the story. Right. The young and up-and-coming Justin Fields, now ready for the primetime stage, to duke it out with Patrick Mahomes. And instead, they're going to show the negative stats of Justin Fields through the first two games. That it's This is, this. It, there's no way they can actually pull this off, Right. There's no way. There's no way the Chiefs are looking past that. I would say never say never, but it's like a 99.5% chance that the Chiefs win. Right? I mean, like, and again, I said this earlier. The Bears just lost their left tackle. Their defensive coordinator just resigned. You have the, the Justin Fields, first of all, performance issues. The coach can't even tell his defense why Allen Williams left. The ma- the line is a mess to begin with, even before Braxton Jones 
left. Eddie Jackson may miss the game. Like, your secondary is all beaten up to begin with. You tell me, Peggy. This, I just, there's no way anyone saw this coming, including the Bears. I didn't. You know, no one saw it coming. Robert, I I don't know if I should take Robert's call. He says he's got a Bears fight song Uh, parody. Is this going to make us laugh? Is it going to make us feel better? what do you got today? Am I on? Yeah. What do you got? Hey, guys. Thank you very much. I've been waiting two hours. But I think (laughs) I have something that's pretty funny. If we can't laugh after yesterday, what are we going to do? Okay, now what you so, have a you have a parody song that you want to perform? It's the new Bears fight song, but it's more like a spite song. Okay. And it's clean. And it's clean. Okay. And I'm a terrible singer. So here we go. Lay down Chicago Bears. Every week you seem to seek more misery. Lay down Chicago Bears. Raise white flag, you have no stab at victory. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the Packers, playing like cheese and crackers. Lay down, Chicago Bears, and let them know why your fans wear a frown. You create no joy for Illinois. Lay down, Chicago Bears, da-da-da-da. That's not terrible. No, it wasn't, wasn't actually, I thought Robert. it was going to be worse than it was. You really, you put some thought into that. Yeah, and I waited two hours. <laughs> that was worth much, it. Man. Wasn't it worth He's it? Like, what are you talking about, Sylvie, for two hours? What, Robert, you thought that yours, that your call should have been first and foremost, like, leading off the show? Well, I think it fit in with everything we were talking about today, or you guys were talking about. By the way, Peggy, I love you. You should be on more often. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. I was scared away when you told our producer that you didn't want to share the song with him, though. No, I said I'll text it to you because I can't sing. <laughs> well, I thought you did okay, actually. Yeah. 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 Well, I've never done this before. I'm a nervous wreck, and I have fans that were waiting two hours to hear me, so... I probably embarrassed Wait, what do you mean? You had, wait, did you text? Like, who did you text? No, I didn't. I was willing to do that because I was scared to death to sing it. <laughs> you did a good job, Robert. You did. And this is important. It, I'm a lifelong Bears fan. I'll never give up on them, which says a lot about my mind. But anyway, uh, if we can't laugh after yesterday, what exactly are we supposed to do? Well, you know, I know, Robert, I wish I could laugh, but um, unfortunately, I just I, I just think there's more to come that is is yeah, not but, going to be worth uh, smiling about. Yeah, I, and I've been listening and I heard you say that it scares me to death, uh, but I hope the best for the Bears, for Coach Williams. But I think we just have to laugh at this. I, I, I mean, everyone else is. I mean, just, look, that's what we do, and that's why we do the holiday parody song contest. You got to get yeah, one now with the, with the holiday themed, all right? Yeah, uh, well, actually, I'm, yeah, not, that's I'm, not, I'm never singing on your show ever again. Well, that was pretty good. 
Next time, <laughs> next time we'll have you on hold for two and a half hours. I'm... Oh, you're, you know, that's typical of you, Sylvie. Threaten me. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> it's not a threat. All right, Robert, good stuff. Thank you. The only thing right. I will say, Sylvie, is um, it is really hard to laugh because you just want to make sure that with the the seriousness of the Alan Williams oh, resignation, yeah. that there is nobody in danger. And that's uh, that's why it just makes you like some people are very much holding their breaths, like waiting to find out if there's more fallout to, and to make sure. That right. No right. Well, with that regard. Yeah, there's uh, it's no laughing matter at all. Um, and, and again, we, with the bears ineptitude in general, it just it, someone Jeff just tweeted. This is as down as he's ever heard me. And I, I've seen recognize his tweet about the bears. And the reason is, is because we've done this show too much. We've, we, we have good practice at this show. Like, you know, we could get full phone lines on this. We could get people up in a lather. Anyone who thinks that this provides clicks or this provides like more attention, this is not a sustainable product for, for sports radio. Um, and, and, and like, I always like to say, I'm a bears fan first. I've never hid this. Anyone inside Hallis hall who thinks that like the Waddle and Sylvie show or Sylvie me, like me as a bears fan, I want a winning team. I want a great quarterback that creates more listeners that creates more clicks that creates more fans that creates more excitement. This is this is a small, weak thing that will eventually die out and people will lose interest and no one wants to follow another loser. Um, there is nothing about this that most people in the media, and, and I always say this about Chicago media. Peggy, where did you grow up? Northwest side, Norwood Park. I grew up in Skokie. Waddle played for the Bears. Yurko played for the Packers, but he grew up in Cal City. Carmen uh, was born in Berwyn, and he grew up in Naperville. Hoodie grew up in the city itself. Cap grew up in Skokie. Um, Black and Abdallah grew up in Libertyville. These are not guys from the East Coast. These are not guys um, who are from a different area of the country and are, quote, like uh, Penn and Mike Club people. These are all people who grew up because we loved sports and we wanted to do something fun for a living. And we all grew up as Bears fans. We want the Bears to win. Right. No one wants this. This sucks. And, and like, I'm down because we did this with Nagy. We did this with Pace. We did this with Fox. We did this with Trussman. We did this with Emery. Lovey didn't win long enough. Like there were down years, too many nine and seven, seven and nine years. And, and uh, again, like Sox fans, imagine being a Sox fan coming off of the worst season of your baseball life. Trying to find a happy place with finally this bear season. Like, oh my gosh, thank God the season started. This we is my sanctuary. To forward to. This is my football sanctuary and walking into this hornet's nest. Saying, where the hell can I turn and, and just get some 
get some love. You can't get any Chicago sports love at this time. Like, no one wants this. It's terrible. That's why I'm down. Do you feel at all like the Bears brass has rallied the troops amidst this storm? Like, they admitted that we are facing adversity right now. Uh, Things are not how we wanted them to be. But do you feel like they have rallied the troops? They haven't talked to the players. They haven't told the fans, like, hang with us, you know. I, you just don't get that feeling, and I think that's why people are also worried that it's not getting better. It's not going to get better right away. Like I, I, I don't feel that rallying the troops, and that's what I think people like you want to hear. I don't, I don't know. Can they rally the troops? I don't know. They weren't like again. Like, is Matt Eberflus capable of rallying the these guys? Well, he's the head coach of uh, the, a, a team in the National Football League. You'd better be able to rally the troops. You better be able to send messages out to the fans that make them feel better. I didn't like his training camp. I haven't liked the way he's held players accountable. Um, I don't like that he didn't meet uh, the team. Like, like some people are saying, well, he didn't want to tell the team. Or like I because then if the team knows then there are leaks, I don't think you have to tell the team every sort of detail about Alan Williams. There's a way you can talk to your team or at least your defense who is led by Alan Williams and, and, and tell them that he's gone without giving out big details. You think he met with the defensive captains? He's got a leadership council too. There's like twenty guys. There's like nineteen guys on the leadership council. That's right. I don't like. I again. I don't. Eddie Jackson, Tremaine Edmonds are your defensive captains, and then you have the leadership council. There's like ten guys on nineteen. I think. I mean, because he. I remember being at that press conference where he said someone asked him who's on your leadership council, and he goes, "There's too many guys to name. There's like nineteen. Yeah. So he he couldn't name everyone. What is that? Everyone who's been here since last year. Basically. Uh, Justin and LaGrange, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Sylvie? Hey, perfect segue to me, guys. Just wanted to throw that out there. I knew I was coming up right away. No two-hour wait for me. God bless you guys. Um, but I did want to say this. Speaking on what you guys just brought up, I feel that Matt Eberflus is like this. There's two types of Lunchables out there in the grocery store. There's the kind that come with the juice box and the dessert. And there's the kind that doesn't come with the juice box and it's not appealing. I think we have that as a coach. I need him to be able to rally the troops. I need him to be able to rally us. I need a rant of something. I need some fire. If it's going to be dull and just, you know, nice guy here, who's going to be inspired in that locker room to come out and play for you day in, day out? Speak up for you at press conferences, not throw you under the bus or anything like that. We need that from from a Bears coach. We don't need any more nice guys. We need... Somebody tough who's going to tell them, hey, get your butt, get your heads out of your butt, and let's go play football. The first thing he should have said about Allen West is, hey, he's gone, but we're going we're gonna to kick ass. Sorry for my language. We're going to no, kick some fine. butt. We're going to kick some butt. That's what, that's what I need to hear, man. It's, it's frustrating that I, we don't have a coach who can light a fire under the players and the, 
and the fans. That's what I think we need. Well, that's, that's what we're missing. That's the, that's the interesting point, and Justin, and thanks for the phone call. I don't need him to rally me. It's not his responsibility to rally me or rally the fans, but he needs to rally his team, and a message like that to his team would have been nice. Like, Tyreek Stevenson still hasn't been told by Matt Eberflus what the situation is with Alan Williams from uh, for Matt Eberflus. So, like, a, a message like that is, look, I can't get into details with Alan Williams. He's no longer going to be with us. Um, it's not the situation any of us were expecting when we went into training camp. Some of you were close with him. But this is, and then go into the message that Justin just said. You could do something like that. You could, but I disagree with you, Sylvie. I do think that it is part of it. He is, he is the spokesperson, the face of the team, the conduit to the fan, along with the players. I do think it is his responsibility to keep the fans, uh, optimistic and to rally everyone knowing that everyone is down on the team right now. I do, I do mm. think that that's part of their job. See, like, I do. Like, like, Bel- like Belichick goes out and win, used to win games. But it's not up not, him to be a cheerleader. Not, but that's a totally different, that's Belichick's whole personality. Take Belichick out. Pick a different coach and tell me that he does. You don't think in Detroit, Dan Campbell isn't well, getting look, Dan, Lions fans to it's cool, but, like, but if, stay with but, us, guys. But, we are on the way up. But if Dan Campbell didn't win, that would just be meathead talk. Like, you've got to win. You like It's up to the coach to win and to get the message across to the team. Like, again, like, it's up to the fans to get ourselves up. I just need him to get his team up. I need him to get the wins across the board. Then that will fire us up. We're, we're easy. Like, you know, I'm an easy date. I just, like, all you need to do for me is get me a win. And I'm excited. There's not been enough of that. I don't need a big, I don't need a big press conference win. To motivate me. I would like to know that, you know, Yurko and I have talked about this on the postgame show, that when you have a mild-mannered head coach like Matt Eberflus, who is that fire and brimstone guy, right? And Yurko will say, you know, it's typically, you know, your coordinators or there's a, a position coach that is really the one that can get. And we've seen it. We've watched quarterback. We've watched um, hard knocks. You see those assistant coaches and the coordinators who are the ones sure. that really get on guys. So I look and I, I don't know who it is on this staff. Was Alan Williams that guy? That was more fire and brimstone. I mean, he used to be, I mean, he, he used to talk about how he was that really fiery guy and that had such a bad, um, anger problem that he was glad that he's, he's fixed his anger issue. He said that last year when he was introduced to the media for the first time. So, you know, I don't know if that was Alan Williams n- now. I don't know who it is. I mean, I honestly don't know who on the staff is the guy. John Hoke is new. He's back with the Bears. You have Dave Borgonzi, who came with him from Indianapolis, came with Eberflus. He's the linebackers coach. I, I, I don't know. Is it a good staff? I, who is it? 
I, w- I would love to ask the players, you know, who really gets you guys fired up? 312-332-3776 if you want to weigh in. I, I got to play you some uh, Getze. I owe you some Luke Getze on what he and Justin Fields talked about. Was he offended by what uh, Justin Fields had to say? Play you that. And last call for you, would you rathers, hashtag it, WS, would you rather. You could win a gift card to the Pride Stores. Make it in the form of an either-or question. Would you rather this or that? And uh, send them to Tyler Aki at Tyler Aki underscore. It's all coming up. Guys, I've been telling you about Window Nation for a while. I've purchased new windows from Window Nation twice now. My neighbors have. Fans of the show have. Now you can, too. You can beat the fall rush by calling 866-90-NATION. That's 866-90-NATION. Check out what they have to offer online as well at windownation.com. Right now, the more you buy, the more you're going to save up to 50%. You also have... A no down payment, and uh, you have no interest payment for two full years. Great sale going on, so check them out at 866-90NATION. My guy, Alan Favada, their sales manager, Chicago guy, big sports fan, is going to educate you on what you need and what you don't need. He educated me on everything I needed, and uh, he is just the best when it comes to customer service. He will educate you on installation and the sales process and we'll follow up on anything you may need. 866-90NATION or windownation.com and let them know that Sylvie sent you. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. All right, so we played some Ryan Poles earlier today. He did speak. I do like that, that, you know, Ryan Pace used to hide uh, and would only speak when he was scheduled to speak, and that wasn't often. That was like twice a year, maybe three times. Uh, Poles, I remember last year uh, with Roquan um, would would come down. I remember yeah. there, was a, there was a story before a game. Forget what it was. Maybe it was the New England game. One of the primetime games. Um, there was a controversy or something, and he spoke before that game as well. And um, again, there are, there are flaws, and he's not perfect. Certainly, uh, he needs to get better at some things. But I, I, I don't, I don't mind, and I think he's done some good things with being out there and and uh, being accountable in that regard. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. We have not played some Luke Getze. I'd like to hear some of this. Getze spoke today. Um, his stock has certainly gone down. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to really l- like what he did last year. I thought the the thing that differentiated him with, with Matt Nagy, who they faced this week, is that Nagy really set fields up to fail in his rookie year and did not provide a game plan that would, would fit around fields. And that's what Getze did uh, early on after the first third of the season last year. And now... It's like they quit that game plan cold turkey. I get it that they want to play him more in the pocket, and you have to have success from the pocket, but they really have gone cold turkey from one game plan to the other, and that's created this mini controversy, whatever you want to call it. So Getze talked about his uh, conversations with Justin Fields. We talk about uh, him getting better every single week, Um, and I think there's so many things that you can can reflect on and look at that, that you see that. And he's talking about, you know, Flus talks about the four to six plays a game that could change the game each week. And 
I think there's that, you know, those are those moments where when he feels like when we reflect on it, you know, the next day as we're reviewing the film that he feels like, you know, man, I could I could make I could be that difference. And I think that's what he's reflecting on in those moments when he's talking like that. And I think that's our job to, to give him those opportunities to do it well and make him feel like he's comfortable in doing that. And I think he's starting to get more comfortable with the guys he's playing with, right? New group of guys, and he's starting to do a much better job with that as well. Is he going to change his game plan based on uh, what Justin told him? We always uh, reflect on what we talk about together, always. That, that, that will never change. Uh, it always has been and always will be. Uh, but to say what goes on with whatever happens in here and that, that's discussions that him and him, him and Flus can have about how to handle situations and stuff. Uh, but we've always have and always will. Communication is critical, and and it starts with uh, Coach Flus, and it trickles down to me, and then it's goes to the rest of the, uh, the offensive unit. What do you think? Um, I believe him. I don't think that that I don't think it was a big deal. I think that uh, the reaction immediately assumed the negative that he was throwing the coaching staff under the bus when instead he was being a little bit more honest. Um, I do think that they have a really good relationship. And I do think I I was going to say exactly what you were saying that. Last year, they they tried with the development, and then when it wasn't working, they their last resort to winning games was to let Justin run. And they started designing the quarterback runs for him. Then they start this year, and they go back to what they were doing last year at the beginning of the year, again, trying to get him to be a better pocket passer instead of incorporating. Now, should they have recognized that he has way too much going on in his head? Yeah, they should have. Why is he not executing? Because he's got too much going on in his head. They should have recognized that. Both of the coaches, both uh, Andrew Ginoco and Luke Getze. I, I mean, I think it's, it's showing a weakness in the coaching. I think that there's no question about it that, you know, you have to know what your pupil is capable of when the ball is kicked off on Sundays. The boys wanted me to play this, why Justin came to him after practice um, when when all the info came out regarding his first press conference. With Justin, no, I mean, it's, he had a great day of practice yesterday. And I think uh, as far as that part of it goes, I think it totally caught him off guard. And I think you saw his passion and reaction when we got back in the, from, the, from the practice field and how he felt. He's such a, a a guy of high character and, and and is so passionate, and he wants to win as much as anybody in the building. But it's more important for him to be a, a, a man of character, and I think that that part of it, you know, the fact that he felt like it got challenged bothered him more than anything else. And so our relationship, our partnership is outstanding. I think that part of it we're going to continue to grow. I have no no questions about that. But if they don't perform... And the Bears, if Justin doesn't perform, the offense doesn't uh, perform, both will be gone. And, and, and both will be replaced next year. Right. Or, or at least Justin will lose his starting job or right. his future as the Bears franchise quarterback. Exactly. exactly. I don't think that, like, it doesn't sound at all like Luke Etsy was bothered at all by what happened. Um, if anyone, it was Justin Fields that was, that was bothered by the reaction of it. Uh, listen, Justin's frustrated. And I, I, they see it, they hear it, they know it. The, the difference is you can read everything you want in the classroom. Can you apply it 
outside of the classroom. Right. And that is where they are struggling right now is getting him to apply what he has learned. Here's a, I've been wanting to know the answer to this. Uh, uh, several former players have gone on national shows saying what Luke Getze ran on that screen call um, that resulted in the pick six was terrible because the Bears lined up in that same formation three different times and tried to run that screen pass three different times with the penalties. So Luke Getze was asked about this. I asked Courtney if she would ask it. So he was asked about it, and here's his response. He was very specific and said it was the same formation, which it wasn't. But um, Shaq made an unbelievable play, right? If Jatari, Jatari, he he tried to throw him by and didn't, you know, wasn't able to. But was it because you have an elite player that was clever enough to grab the inside of his collarbone and, and then make an, an amazing play? Lucas was going to get on. Levante, and, and then we're talking about a different story, probably. But the fact is, a, a great player make a, made a great play, and uh, you always want you always want to go back and say you should have did this and you should have done that, right? And it didn't work, so yeah, should have done something differently for sure. Uh, and that, but that's that's the reality of what our job is and what we do. No, the, no, the reality, Coach Getzey, is that the players in the Tampa Bay locker room afterwards said they all knew. It was coming. Right. He said, he's saying it wasn't the same formation in the beginning there. He said he... He was very specific and said it was the same formation, which it wasn't, but... So he said it wasn't the same. He's saying it was... And again, like, they're riding with this, it was a great play. And the Jatari, this... But remember, Jatari Carter has very little experience. They're asking Jatari Carter to make a play on Shaq Barrett there. Um, and, like... And, and, and then they use the famous Dave Wants to play. Oh, geez, if if it would have worked out, we would have we would have busted it out for forty. You right. know, like w- the fact is, it was three straight screens, whether you were in the same formation or not, and they knew that they were going to go to another screen. That that's the part that like, are you not understanding that everyone can see that you're doing too many screens? Everyone can see it. Yeah. Uh, Big C uh, on the south side. Big C, say hi to Peggy and keep it clean today, Big C. Hey, hey, Peggy. Man, I'm disappointed, Steve. You have been doing good. Wallow has been doing excellent. But this is the thing. You can't let Paul off the hook. Talking about he he did good by justice. Paul got to hold people accountable. It's simple as that. Blues, too. Blues, your defense not doing it. If it don't get no better, we're going to have to, have to make some changes. Justice. We got DJ Moore out there holding his hands up like he a Muslim praying to Allah. You have to throw him that ball. Ain't no get the fault, all that. It is simple and plain. Nobody held accountable. Justin is sitting up there treated like, you know how the Pee Wee League go? Well, the, the, the coach, he had his son at the quarterback. That's the way Justin Fields is being treated. When the son is garbage, everybody on the team knows the son is garbage. But the head, the coach, just because it's his son, he's going to push the issue to try to make his son be the quarterback of the Pee Wee League team. I got, I got a funny story for you about that big C. Uh, Pablo Fields, Justin's father, yeah. was on my podcast, and he said, indeed, he did coach Justin in Pee Wee football uh, and a little bit older. And uh, that they called it daddy ball because he was the coach and he just kept 
giving the ball to Justin. And they said, uh, he said he quit coaching him not only because people called it daddy ball, but because every time he was correcting Justin uh, for making a mistake, Justin would cry. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So did not take the criticism well. Okay, that was twenty years ago, though, or however long. Of course, 15. it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't two years. No, ago. it wasn't. Daddy uh, Ball. This is not. Daddy I Ball. love Daddy Ball. Yeah. Uh, Amir in Hoffman Estates. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Amir? Hey, how you guys doing, Silver? You were great this uh, morning with Mike and Mike. Appreciate uh, or, with, with Greeny, Mike, right? Uh, yeah, Greeny. Yeah, and hi, Peggy. You're you're awesome as well. I just want to talk about uh, Eberflus, uh, Tressman 2.0. Giving me those vibes. This guy, I just, I just don't get it. From the first uh, moment we hired him, I think we need to throw the checkbook at Eric Bieniemy. I think we need to keep Fields for the rest of the year. Draft one of those quarterbacks. Let them go on a training camp with a real coach, with a real offensive-minded coach, and finally get to somewhere where it's 2023 football instead of this defensive stuff that we've been doing. Since forever, that's not going anywhere. I got a five-year-old asking me, why do the Bears suck, Daddy? Why do we lose every week? Honestly, you better prepare him well. I mean, you better prepare him because he's he's in for a lifetime of this. Amir, honestly, it's embarrassing. It's but, embarrassing. But, but here's a question that I ask people, Amir, and, and maybe because this was an arranged marriage, but Ryan Poles was with the Chiefs forever, and this was his first general manager's job. And if he was passionate and loved... Um, the guy, who did you say again? Eric, Eric enemy. If he wanted yeah, be, yeah. if he loved enemy, no one would know enemy as well as Poles. True. Why didn't Poles push for enemy? And they didn't even interview him. True. And I just look at the commanders. I mean, their offense with Sam Holly. I mean, they look they look way better than the Bears. I mean, and Fields should be like miles ahead of uh, Sam Holly. Of course, so, he should. So I don't know. It's the same old story. You guys are great. And I'll just sit back and listen. Amir, thanks. Do you do you uh, go with the whole Mark Tressman 2.0? I don't think. I don't. I, no, I don't at no. all. The only he, thing is he's that a much better. I like. I still think he's a better leader. I would uh, say he's more Dick Duran 2.0. He's okay. Eberflus is much more like Dick Duran. Like he's a hybrid of Duran and Wanstead. Yeah. Yeah. Without the Wanstead, at least, you know, Dave Wanstead had fire. You know, he would get animated. He would get into it. Yeah, he would, I guess know, so. But, you know, Dick Duran was always very mild-mannered. He was like your your professor in class. And He very... gave us, though, a division championship. Yeah, well, that's The 13-3 season in 01, that was a glorious year. One of my favorites. I love that year, Peggy. 01 was one of my favorite years. It was a glorious year. It was a glorious year. Mike Brown, Brian Urlacher, Holdman and Colvin. Those were the days. That was uh, Ted Washington. Oh, gosh. Biggest jerk ever to Uh, put on a Bears uniform. I was doing the Keith Trailer show. Oh, my gosh. uh, Up in uh, Wheeling. Wow. He was drinking beer out of a coffee mug. Sylvie, don't tell anybody. Would Ted Washington come to those shows? No, no. It was was Colvin and Trailer. It was Roosevelt, Colvin, and Keith Trailer doing the show with me. Wow. Now Rosie's got a kid playing at Purdue. Oh, uh, bas- he does? Basketball. Really? Miles Colvin. It's oh, I didn't be great. know that. Is he still doing Big Ten Network, too, Rosie? I'm not sure if he is. He was doing Big Ten Network for a while. I'm not sure. He was doing the commute from um, Lafayette Indy. back to, uh, uh, was he in Indianapolis? Indy. He lives oh, in Indy, in yeah. Indianapolis, yeah. All right, well, uh, do Would You Rather coming up next. 
ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Hey, this is Coach Mike Dick. Greg Olson here. This is Stacy King. Hey, this is D Rose. What up? This is Ludacris. Hello, this is Dick Anberg. Would you like to play a little? Would you rather? Oh, my. You know how to play, don't you? It's brought to you by the Pride Stores. Yes. We give out a gift card to Makes the Pride Stores. Makes me a little stores. nervous, but okay. It's okay. I mean, not uh, bad. If you weed out some of the, um, maybe, uh, Tyler, the, the ones that aren't appropriate for today. Huh? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took care of it. <laughs> you, you just ignored me there, didn't you? <laughs> you were like, huh? Yeah. Huh? It's like when you're talking to your kid, you're like, huh? Did you hear me? I'm like an old man that way. Huh? 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 What do you got? All right. This is from (laughs) Joe. Would you rather get a paper cut every time you turn a page or bite your tongue every time you eat? No, I don't want to bite my tongue. And I like to eat too much. Give me the paper cut. I'm not turning that many pages because I'm I'm on the phone mostly. So I don't use a lot of paper. I eat all the time. I can't stand paper cuts. Right. I hate paper cuts. And I think if I bit my tongue, it would force me to eat less. Oh, so you... You're so t- I would rather... You don't need to eat less, though. It's not... I would rather... I would rather bite my tongue every well, time I ate. But you still have to eat. Peggy, how many papers are you using? Well, today you guys gave me about thirty of them. Are you are you giving Peggy a bunch of papers? Yeah, I just totally, I just threw out a whole garbage can full of uh, papers. People watch the show on Twitch know that I eat even during the show. I'd be biting my tongue during the show. Yeah, what were you eating? Right now, I'm uh, I'm having my oats overnight. My overnight oats. You drink them? You drink have to them. Chew that. Well, a little bit of both, but I, I put more milk in it than most, so I can have it enjoy it like a shake. What kind of milk do you put in it? Uh, uh, uh coconut milk. Yeah, that's what I would. That's, yeah, that you would don't be want my me choice. with some dairy. Well, that you don't want to be around I, me with I dairy. Know. Well, I heard yesterday. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I work with Yurko. I've walked Yurko's, past. Yeah. I've wor- walked past the office when they weren't expecting me, and Yurko made me walk all the way around the hall. He, he gave you a warning. He gave me a warning. Told he, you to take a lap. I've got seven brothers. It's nothing new to me. You, so. you have eight brothers because you and Yurko yeah. are like our brother <laughs> he sister. He is like a brother to me. It he really is. is incredible. It's it is pretty funny. It's like uh, yeah, no, we've had the Dutch oven like oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, for years, years in the Kaczynski household growing up, yeah. Isn't the Dutch oven, though, when you put the blanket over? Yes. So, yes. Yes, that was, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What's next? <laughs> Would you rather be the Bears franchise or the Jets franchise? Wow. The, the Jet right now, the Jets. I think he's talking about the franchise, like as a whole. I would, well, uh, the Jets because Woody spends a lot of money. He is willing to pay to fix problems, and I love Robert Sala. Is it both one Super Bowl championship? Did they yep. one with Namath and the '85 Bears? Yep. 
Because that was Roger's whole thing when he got there was that Super Bowl three trophy is looking yeah, really lonely. Yeah, awfully lonely. I, I would rather be the Jets. I think the Bears have a mess on their hands. You can't um, decide? I'll still go Bears. I, I, I still love my Bears. The Bears are still the charter franchise. I'm still. I know. I'm gonna be a homer with this. Don't you Greeny, like get out of the Jets? I'll be the Bears. Isn't he? Or but but now you're going current though. You're. I thought totality though. Well, would you rather the franchise? Yes, I'd rather I be want the, the Jets 80, franchise. But I got right the now. 80s at least. I know, and you know. Well, you've the got the 2000s, you've got the, the crazy 85 Rex Bears, Ryan. and then you've got, you got the Joe the, Namath you, Jets. You want a coach who loves feet? What? He admits it now. That I mean. He's out. He's out with that. I think we, he's referenced it a few times. Outside of Ditka, we have not had that colorful of coaches. It's true, but I did love Lovey though. I know you had a you had a love hate with Lovey. Yes. Oh, no, I loved him. He hated me. No, at times. <laughs> like I said, a love hate. That's right. <laughs> he, you loved him. He hated yes. you. Yes. <laughs> Do we have one more? Uh, not really. It's a pretty weak crop today. Well, I thought I saw some other ones that you probably couldn't read, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Why did they have to do with things yeah, that were going on this we week? Have, we had stuff. We had we yeah. uh, we have some we had some raid stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, we got to be careful. Yeah. Give the one to Jets Bears one. All right, uh, coming up next, JT O'Sullivan. He's a former quarterback in the National Football League. He is behind. Uh, what is awesome right now with the quarterback school, and he has broken down Justin Fields' uh, film and the Bears' offensive film. Who's more to blame? And does he understand where Justin's coming from about this robotic nature? Or does Justin need to learn how to play from the pocket more? JTO Sullivan joins us next.